Hi listeners, today's episode is all about changing your life by manifesting abundance. So in the process of change, just be ready because you're going to feel uncomfortable a lot of the time. Now, the question is, do you want to stay there? So then most people think they, d- they don't have any control over their emotional state. They think, I'm just this way and I feel this way. Well, we, we actually can show people that that's not the truth, that when it's the hardest, it matters the most. And <laughs> if you're able to really work and train your body like you're training an animal to stop feeling one way and start feeling another way, if you believe that you're an eternal being, let's just say that, I mean, just most religions talk about we're eternal, most sects of thought, only a few that don't, whether you're going to heaven or hell or nirvana or on the wheel, you're pretty much going to be around for a long time. That, that moment matters so much in the light of eternity because that's the moment you make up your mind to no longer be defined by your past. Why are you being defined by your past? Because emotions are a record of the past. Mm. And so then if you're feeling that emotion, your body is believing it's back in that same experience of the past. So the more knowledge that we have and understanding that justified, valid or not, those emotions are hurting no other person but you because the long-term effects of living by those emotional states, those survival states, are actually down-regulating genes and creating diseases. Sooner or later, you're going to have to ask yourself, is this loving to myself? And forgiveness is just when you overcome the emotion, you take your attention off that person or that problem, and you're, you're freeing yourself and you're freeing them. So people do the best with what they think is available. That's my belief. And if you're unaware that you can control your emotional states, you'll rely on something outside of you mm. to do that, whether it's a computer game, whether it's a Netflix show, whether it's a drug, whatever, whatever it is that you need to make that feeling go away, you're dependent on your outer world. And I think that's a hypnosis, that's a conditioning. Teach people that you can actually regulate and change your emotional states. You give them the tools to literally step into a new future. So that process, of course, is extremely uncomfortable. And the question is, how long are you gonna stay in that emotional state? And 50% of the story that most people tell about that past experience isn't even the truth. Mm because they're making things up and they're doing that so that they can justify why they haven't changed since some past event. Most people reach a point in their life where they reach crisis or disease or diagnosis or loss or betrayal where they finally go, gosh, it's time to change. Mm. I think change is an ongoing process and the more we change, the more we should see evidence in our life. That makes it exciting. Yeah, and I I think you're right that I've, I've thought about this for a while that I feel... Most people know that they want to change and most people know what they want to change, but they still struggle to make a change. And so I found that we don't often have a values crisis. We have a habits crisis because people don't know how to reprogram their habits and they've started to assume that the way they feel is who they are. And I wonder how you think about this because I think we're living at a time where What you just said is like you either kind of find a way to numb your feelings. So you're turning towards something external to numb how you feel. Or today we're being told, well, feel every feeling and emotion completely. And then often we don't kind of get to the reprogramming phase. So I guess 
how do you know how how long to take a feeling seriously, effectively, and assessing it before you kind of take action on it? Feelings and emotions are the end product of past experiences, and we can remember experiences better because we can remember how they feel. The stronger the emotion we have to some experience in our life, the more altered we are inside of us. The more the brain freezes a frame and takes a snapshot, and that's called a long-term memory. That, that image is being bossed neurologically in the brain. So then what most people don't know is that every time they remember that event, that trauma, that betrayal, that loss, whatever it is, they're producing the same chemistry in their brain and body mm. as if the event is occurring. So what happens over time is that conditioning process conditions the body to literally live in the past. So if a person is living by the same familiar feeling every single day, whether it's guilt or unworthiness or pain or suffering or victimization or depression or whatever it is, it's so important for them to come right up against that emotional state because they're coming up against the known. The question fundamentally becomes for that person, is it possible then to feel a different feeling? Now, if you cannot feel a different feeling other than the feeling that you're used to feeling, it should tell you volumes about that feeling because it's going to influence your very same thoughts. So the research that we've done over and over again is that the, the only way you're actually going to reprogram your brain to work in your favor is you got to learn how to regulate your brain waves. And you know this, uh, of course. Uh, beta brainwave patterns are thinking brainwave patterns. It's the analytical mind. It's our critical facilities. The we're in beta right now. We're aware of our bodies. We're aware of the environment. We're aware of time. The neocortex is switched on. It's what plugs us into three-dimensional reality. It's the seat of the autobiographical self. There's a lot of circuits in there from things you've learned intellectually and things you've experienced in your life. So for the most part, it's a repository of the past, right? And so 90% of those thoughts that we think being the same thoughts as the day before tend to become like automatic programs and they become more subconscious and more unconscious. So in order for us to begin to change those programs, we gotta get into the operating system. And the only way we do that is we gotta slow our brain waves down in that thinking neocortex. The challenge for most people is they have so many demands in their life they have so many emotional responses to circumstances in their life that they're living in a state of stress and living in a state of survival. In a state of stress and survival, you don't close your eyes. You got to keep your eye on the ball. You got to keep your attention on the outer environment. So uh, their brains tend to work in a higher brainwave pattern, a mid-range or high-level beta brainwave pattern. And that's like driving your sports car in first gear. It's, it's a lot of energy for the brain. So so learning how to regulate and slow your brain waves down is something that we've been very, very interested in. When you teach people how to do that, it could become a skill. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the brain starts to relax and it moves into less of that chatter that takes place in your brain and more of kind of an imaginary state, the brain sees in pictures and images, it's more creative, we're moving into that alpha state. So now the door between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind opens up as we get beyond our analytical mind. Mm. And our analytical mind is actually what separates the conscious mind from the subconscious mind. So as you slow your brain waves down and you get into alpha, you're entering the operating system. And that's where you can rewrite a new program. That's where you can rehearse a new script. That's where you can begin to plan your behaviors in, a, in, a, in an intentional way. 
if you if you can't change your brain waves, then it's like your computer running amok with all of those programs and you yelling at it, telling it to stop. You're not in the operating system. Some people can get to the point where they're so relaxed that the body's in a light sleep and yet they're conscious and awake and now they're in this theta brainwave pattern. And in theta, that's a hypnotic state. We're very suggestible to our thoughts. Mm. We're very suggestible to information in that state. And that state then is where we see the most change take place. And so the person can literally change from the inside out when they learn how to get into the operating system. You've just hit the nail on the head with the constant experience everyone has. I think, again, going back to what I was saying, that when we're trying to make a change, the thing that blocks us from making the change is usually stress. If I'm trying to be a kind, loving, compassionate person, but I'm stressed out, I'm likelier to be snappy and rude and condescending. If I'm trying to be healthier in my diet, but I'm stressed out or burnt out, I'm going to reach for the sugary food or the carbs and the fat. Like that doesn't come from anything else but stress. To take away the feeling. To take away the feeling. Take away the feeling, right? Yeah. So let's get real clear because I think it's important for people to understand when we're talking Please. about stress and we're talking about living in survival. It's so important to name those emotions because anger and frustration and control and hatred and envy and jealousy and insecurity and unworthiness and guilt and shame and suffering and depression, those are all derived. Those are emotions that are derived from the hormones of stress. And psychology calls those normal states of consciousness. Those are altered states of consciousness. Because in stress, the physiology is that we're knocked out of homeostasis, we're knocked out of balance because we're perceiving some threat, some danger, some emergency. And so the stronger the emotion you feel to whatever stressor there is in your life, the more you pay attention to it. And so in time then, you have to keep your attention on all the important elements in your life. So you sit down to do a meditation, and when you're living in stress and you're living in survival, there's only three things that are important in that moment. Your attention is on your body because you got to preserve it. Your attention is on something in your environment. And what's in your environment? People, objects, things, places and you're very preoccupied with time. And when you're in stress and you're in survival, the brain goes onto a default mode and it's naturally trying to predict the next moment based on what it's learned in the past. And so as you always try to forecast the future based on your memory of the past, you can't be in the present moment, right? Mm -hmm. So, and yet our, our model of change, what we discovered is that the only way a person can change is when they get beyond their body they get beyond all the elements of their environment and they get beyond that predictable fusion of familiar past and they sink into the present moment, which is the unknown. So if you can't do that because of the hormones of stress, most people will sit down and they'll say, okay, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to start this process where I'm going to rehearse how I'm going to be today. And they start thinking about their cell phone. They start thinking about all their emails and they start thinking, I can't meditate. There's something wrong with me. It's my mother's fault. You know, and they actually believe that thought to be the truth. And then they get up and they, they actually reaffirm it and they say, I can't meditate. Mm. Now, <laughs> I can tell you that if you are willing to see that thought as just a thought in your brain and you're curious what's on the other side of that thought, yeah, you're going to feel uncomfortable. But if you had some tools and skills to apply 
and you were able to take your attention off your cell phone and settle your body back down into the present moment, that would be a victory. And then your body would say, come on, you got to feel a little frustration now. You got to be impatient. You got to be judgmental. Come on. That's what you always think. That's how you always feel. And you, like an animal, you settle the body back down into the present moment and you tell it it's no longer the mind, that you're the mind. That's a victory.